Freaking go! It is Auburn week. I'm looking at you. Enjoy this game because it will no longer be an annual matchup that we play every year in the SEC. So enjoy it. Take it in. Think of all the classic matchups that we've had. And overall, while LSU in recent history has had the better success. It has been a mostly even affair. And whether or not you want me to speak this into the atmosphere, LSU historically has struggled in the offensive side of the football versus Auburn more so than any other team. And I have a lot of theories as to why that may be the case. But what I want you to do is ask yourself this question. Do you think the Auburn defense, which is very good, by the way, do you think that they're actually going to give the LSU offense a scare? Now, I will tell you this, okay? And I'm being as honest as I possibly can. Auburn is the best defense that we have played up to this point in the season not named Florida State. I would still put Florida State's defense ahead of um, Auburn's defense. I also think the back half of this schedule is way more difficult in terms of defenses that LSU will play. Um, And that doesn't just include Auburn. Obviously, Alabama, I think, is the best defense in the SEC. Um, And then, of course, you still have Texas A&M towards the end of the season. And Florida's defense has some really good players, especially in the trenches. So we have all that coming up, but the truth is it might not matter. It might just be that Jaden Daniels is playing so freaking good right now and LSU is going to be fine. Now, why do I think, what is my theory as to why LSU is in this spot where they can struggle to start the year? And could this spot hurt Jaden Daniels' Heisman chances? Well, it's because Auburn normally has a bye week by this portion of the season, and LSU never has a bye week by this portion of the season. So since 2010, LSU's bye week has been before the Alabama game and vice versa. The Alabama bye week has been before LSU. And with Auburn having Alabama at the end of this season pretty much every year, Normally, LSU is not played after Alabama, hardly ever, if ever. And that just gives Auburn a rest advantage, right? So in uh, 2019, Auburn had a bye week, and then they had a road game versus Arkansas, and that was a Chad Morris Razorback team. They beat them down pretty quickly, and then they had to go play us. And then, of course, you know, last year, we played each other relatively early in the season, but it was on the road. And then this year, Auburn's going to be coming off a bye week. That might be a reason. It could just be that this game is just close because college football is wacky and there is no explanation for it. So it is a very interesting matchup each and every season. Now, uh, before we get to all your comments here, I want to talk about Jaden Daniels and his Heisman chances. He can still win the Heisman if the LSU defense continues to stink. The truth is, 
I feel as if Heisman voters have gotten smarter. It no longer goes to the Troy Smiths and the Jason Whites of the world just because they are winning. It goes to the best player. We've seen a lot of four-ish lost teams get Heisman Trophy winners over the past decade. Uh, Texas A&M with Johnny Manziel wasn't, I think they were a three-loss team. Um, Tim Tebow, I think, was a four-loss team. Uh, Robert Griffin III wasn't on some elite, elite team. So I, I think it is still within reason that the LSU team could finish with three or four losses and Jaden Daniels still win the Heisman Trophy, especially if he continues to play at this unreal level. Now, will he continue to play at this unreal level? Well, Probably not. There probably will be some type of regression coming up because there are so many difficult teams and good defensive coordinators still left on the schedule. But the truth is, it's going to be hard to stop them. And I think what makes Jaden so unbelievably difficult to stop is the legs. I, I think now that he has become a better downfield passer, the defense just doesn't know where the football is going to go at any Time. So with his ability to run, and honestly, if you go back and look at Joe Burrow's toughest games against the best defenses, it honestly was his legs that really set it apart, in particular versus Auburn, Clemson, Alabama, and Georgia, the most difficult defenses that were on our schedule that year. So I don't think, you know, as far as the Heisman truth, I, I've seen all these comments where, ah, this defense is going to hurt Jane Daniels' chances of winning the Heisman, I, I just don't think so. I mean, before the season, there was so much hype with Jaden. I mean, he had the Powerade ads. He had all these different ads and all this stuff. I I truly do believe he can win the Heisman. Let's just say we he continues playing the way that he plays, and let's just say he has two more losses. I think he still is a guy. I, I, I do. So I'll also tell you this. There is a such thing – as voter fatigue, I don't think voters are going to be on fire about giving Caleb Williams back-to-back -back Heisen trophies. Okay? So keep that in mind. All right? So we say hi to Kedrick. We say hi to Pierce, Jared, Skipper, LD88. Pierce is excited to get rid of the Tiger Bowl. The Great has a very interesting question. How does Matt Canaga still keep getting hired? What photos does he have? I have no idea. Um, Tyler, good to see you. Dr. Morgan. Let's go to Christian. Uh, he wants to talk some recruiting. Okay, we can do that uh, tonight. Uh, normally during the season, Christian, I don't do too much uh, recruiting stuff. But just for you, I, I'll talk about it a little bit. Later, I, I it's hard for me, Christian, to talk recruiting now because during the off season, it's just recruiting stuff. That's all people want to hear, and it drives me crazy. Um, but to your point, why do we only have two top one hundred commits? That's a good question. We got to get more than that each and every season. But I don't think it's as important if you kill it in the portal. Okay, so keep that in mind. Now, what do you want to give out today? Let's see, what do we want to give out? Um, mm, just go big. All right. 
kind of want to go pretty big here. Uh, let's do this. Derek Stingley, gold, number to 10 slab right here. This is a big one. Last Tuesday, we got up to 150. So if we get to 150, we're going to give out. This is a pretty big one. Anything gold number to 10 is awesome. Uh, really dope Derek Stingley card. So let's do it. If we don't get to uh, 150, we'll give out a Terrace Marshall card. If we get to a hundo, how about it? Let's go to Cliff. Does Auburn have a good defense? I don't think so. I think that they do. Um, let's start with their best player. It's a guy by the name of Jalen Simpson, number 36 for them. Okay, so what's very weird, uh, Cliff, is it's kind of rare for a middle-of-the-road player to have, like, a massive breakout in year five. And that is what Jalen Simpson is doing. I was wondering, why does he wear number 36? It's not a primetime player number. Well, it's because his first four years at Auburn, he was kind of just a roaming DB. He was just kind of a backup. You probably never heard of him maybe before tonight. But he is so freaking good. I, I was blown away. Um, I had first learned of him a few weeks ago, Jim Nagy of the Senior Bowl. I tweeted out that he was going to the Georgia game to see Jalen Simpson in person, and he put on a freaking show. And I am blown away by him. A really, really, really good player. And then the other safety is a guy by the name of Donovan Kaufman, who is from Rummel. Okay, so uh, him and Logan Dix probably know each other. And he is a really good safety. So they're pretty good there. And obviously, you know, what, what you could say in retort to that is, well, guess what? Missouri had a good secondary and we still tore him up. The difference here, though, Cliff, is Ron Roberts is one of the most well-respected defensive coordinators in the country. And he's had two weeks to prepare for LSU. I will say it once and I'll say it again. The Auburn defensive or just total coaching staff is really freaking good. They just aren't. Philip Montgomery, Ron Roberts, and Hugh Freeze. They're really good. Now, Cliff, I think the bigger question would be, do we see the LSU defense step up? This is a truly favorable matchup. Auburn has not thrown for 100 yards this season versus a Power 5 team. It is crazy to even say that aloud. So, there you go. Uh, so, this one, I always ask you guys to change your photos. I want to see your beautiful faces. So, I'm getting Cortland and Dexter um, mixed up here. So let's go to Dexter first. How come Matt House uh, never blitzes up the middle or the outside on third down? Yeah, Dexter, so uh, you're bringing up uh, 
blitz packages. So uh, he did blitz. So like the, the first touchdown was a blitz, and we played cover one behind it. Dexter, at this point, we don't really have anyone getting off blocks. So we're going to have to keep blitzing. You're right. I thought Swenson had some good moments. Obviously, you know, he closed the game out with that strip sack. But I'll tell you this. I don't think this Auburn passing attack is solely because of bad quarterback play. I think Peyton Thorne is a is a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think he's good. Um, but yeah, Dexter, you know, we, we, we got to keep pressuring uh, him from, and just teams just in general, from all different directions. So... You know, for for me, I w- I want to see more cover zero. I w- I want to see more uh, blitzes from every different direction. I do, and I agree with you. I agree with you. But we but it's not for a lack of trying. They they did try some blitzes in this last game. Okay, let's go to Samuel. Jaden is like seventh in odds for Heisen. It's crazy to me. Yeah, and honestly, Samuel. It's because LSU has two losses, okay? The truth, though, is if he continues to play at a feverish pace, he's got too many high-profile games left for him to not at least get to New York City, okay? So, for instance, he still has the Alabama game. Anytime you light up a Nick Saban defense, it's it's on first take. It's on all these different things. Okay. Then the next thing, Samuel, is one thing that, that would help Jaden is if he continues to play at this level, there will be discussion of him being in the first round of the NFL draft. Okay. Part of what's hurting him, though, Samuel, and part of why this is going to be very difficult for him is he picked the wrong year to be elite, okay? Last year, the Heisen race was kind of stale, okay? He had Stetson Bennett, who was fantastic, but, you know, he he wasn't playing at this level. And then you had C.J. Stroud. They didn't really have as many high-profile games, and they lost to Michigan. So it just kind of ended up being Caleb Williams, right? And Caleb was fantastic. Well, this year, you have Caleb Williams, who's still playing at a high level, you have Shador Sanders mixed in here. Um, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, uh, and now, okay, it's Jaden Daniels. But the truth is, Shador Sanders is the biggest story in college football. Shador and Dion are the biggest stories. Even though they also have two losses, it's still about them. Okay, so... I got to be real, though. If you continue to play this well, you will get national media coming to do interviews with you, and then that changes things, right? You get the Stephen A. Smiths of the world starting to chat about you. So I I do think, once again, I'll reiterate it again because we do have a bunch of new people coming in. I do think the defense sucking actually helps Jaden's Heisman chances. Because if the defense sucks and you continue to win, or if the defense just sucks, let's say you drop another game or two, guess what happens if the defense stinks? 
you have got to keep putting up numbers. It puts you in a negative game script, right? You got to keep throwing. You got to keep pushing. Got to keep playing at a fast pace. And that's good for his numbers. Now, I do want to bring something up. All right. And, and look, we've had some uh, PHLers bring this up as well. well why, why, did we, why, did, why didn't we move Jaden to a different position? And you, you can never play wide receiver with Jaden Daniels at LSU and put up big numbers. I've always used the example of the Philadelphia Eagles last year. It is true that a quarterback who runs really well does in theory take numbers away from other players, but you can still put up big numbers with a dual threat quarterback. And Malik is having his best season. BTJ's having his best season. And Logan Diggs is having his best season. So, you know, Jaden is just dispelling a lot of different myths. So, so yeah. Yeah, Lamar, too. That's a good point. And they're not quite the same. I, I don't think Jaden is 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 that good. But if he plays at this level the rest of the season, he is that good. I mean, if we're being honest. So, there you go. Now, I want to talk about Omar Spates here. Do do we see a world where Omar Spates comes back to LSU and he starts? Okay. Obviously, at this point, Chris Hilton is likely to not play this next weekend. Okay. He is the only doubtful that Brian Kelly mentioned yesterday. Okay. So I say that. Wait, where did where did that other sheet of paper go? Whatever. I say that because, well, Omar Spates is probable. Aaron Anderson is probable. Now, of all the injuries, Charles Turner is going to be the most important one. Okay. But now, I do think I would like to see an Omar Spates with Weeks linebacker core. Okay. We've seen two games in a row here from Greg Penn where he has struggled. Okay. Greg Penn is a good SEC linebacker. He is a good SEC linebacker. But there have been, to me, too many games where things have gone sideways. All right. And he misses tackles in the hole versus better running backs, guys that don't actually play in the league, okay? It wasn't as bad this past weekend as it was the week before versus Ulysses Bentley, who will be an NFL running back, uh, more of a training camp guy, if you ask me, and then Quinshaw Judkins, who will be, you know, a first or second or third round pick in two years, okay? We saw this last year versus Jameer Gibbs, where Greg Penn had a really tough go at it. And look, it's hard. I mean, if you're going up against the best running backs in the league, you, you better uh, you, you better have your best athletes out there. So now, in comes Jarquez Hunter. All right? So Jarquez hasn't had some massive game versus LSU, but he's made some big plays versus us these last couple of seasons. He is hard to bring down. Okay? Uh, he's built like Clyde Edwards-Alaire. 
is a better athlete, not as good a running back. He doesn't have a whole lot of wiggle, but he is a tough son of a gun to bring down. And Auburn could run the football. You know, Peyton Thorne had some zone readabilities. He killed Georgia with his legs. Now think about that. Georgia, Peyton Thorne. Peyton Thorne probably runs four six four seven. Robbie Ashford led an Auburn offense last year to a 6.3 yards per play clip versus us. So this is going to be a game where we are really going to need to be athletic and linebacker. Okay. So I would like to see uh, a duo of Omar Spates and Whit Weeks go for it. So there you go. Let's go to Fitzpatrick. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. So uh, yeah, I've been getting a lot of this lately. It's it goes a long way. Um, once again, like I always say with the the, the film stuff. Not a coach, don't know the play calls. I just give you my best educated guesses. I, I kid you not. The more you start learning about football and diving deeper, there's always going to be more stuff that you don't know than you do. And then you'll see some of the smartest football minds ever become stale. We're seeing that with Bill Belichick right now. Uh, so it's football is an, is an ever-changing game, right? There's some coaches who can win with any quarterback or some coaches who need a quarterback to make them look good. Uh, it, it, there's so many different layers to it. Uh, but, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. goes a long way. Let's go to Pegas this year. Are neighbors and BTJ the two best wide receivers in the SEC? Uh, I, I think a good political answer would be neighbors is the best number one. And BTJ is in best number two. There's a lot of wide receivers that I think are in between Malik and BTJ, but I think BTJ has kind of put himself that he is no less than a top ten guy in this in this league. Okay, and he might be top five. Um, you know, you can go through a lot of guys here. Do you put Evan Stewart or Anaya Smith over BTJ? I don't put either one of them over Malik Neighbors. What about, you know, obviously it's um, a little bit different here, but Rara Thomas at Georgia uh, is a very impressive athlete. Um, I think Kentucky's actually got some some good receivers if they can get an actual coach and some better quarterback play. Um, so, yeah, th- there's definitely a few, but I, I think Malik is definitely the best wide receiver in the SEC. Now, he's not the best player. The best player in the SEC is Brock Bowers. Okay, Um, especially if you don't include quarterbacks into this, because right now Jaden is the best player in the SEC. If you're factoring in, you know, positional value and all of that. But Brock Bowers is the best player in the SEC and he's the best player in the country. Okay, Um, I will say this, though. Don't count out a strong end to season with Harold Perkins. This game was very different. The Missouri game was different. You guys know I'm I'm a perk homer. Okay. Uh, when he's not playing well, it hurts me <laughs> to say it aloud. I'm such a massive fan of his. This Missouri game, if you really zapruder it and you really look at it closely, you will begin to see how much he changed that game. 
Um, and it's honestly a lot of, uh, I almost said a bad word. It's a lot of stuff that does not show up on the box score. It's affecting field goals. It's affecting, uh, affecting passing angles. The interception, the ball's thrown right at him. But it was him dropping, not giving away that he was dropping into coverage and bracketing Luther Burden. The dude, I'm telling you, it could get gross towards the end of the season. He 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 could uh, he could get to where we need him to get to. And uh, I, like I said last night on Blake's show, the Missouri game is number three on my perk chart up to this point in games is best games. Arkansas will probably always be number one. Alabama last year is is, is up there, but Missouri really was a good performance. And I kind of want to put it number two because it, he he he's obviously doing this now with the a supporting cast that's been shaky. So hopefully hopefully these things continue. But man, Harold Perkins had an amazing game. Starting to get comfortable. Don't let Perk get hot. Don't let him get hot, SEC. We might run the table, baby, if he gets hot. Crap, I had all my... I'm so furious. Let's see. Don't let him get hot, y'all. Where did this thing go? Out of all my notes, and then I started working on a video for the NCC channel, like right before. And F it, I don't need no notes. This is Don Rickles. No written set, baby. Coming in hot. Dallas uses Micah Parsons. Well, I'll say this, Cliff. I would tell um, Matt House to not look at the film from last Sunday. I'm just saying. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, Fitz, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I think, honestly, what I want to do, Fitz, is just rewatch the game, seeing if he's even dressed out. Good to see Dr. Morgan in here. What's up, Richard? Richard's been been hiding from me lately. Good to see you, man. Um. How do you feel about Nuss uh, leading us next year? Oh, here's what I'll say about this, Ian. I love me some Garrett Nussmeyer. But learning what I've learned about Garrett Nussmeyer, I also think um, he wants all the focus to be on Jaden Daniels. Nuss is uh, not really like a look at me kind of guy. Uh, and also, it's one of those things where we have all offseason to talk about it. But what I would also tell you is uh, he is going to be great for us next year. The only difference, Richard, is can he give us something in the running game? Okay. And if he can, we can be very good. The difference, though, and, and this is going to be the biggest drop-off is Jaden is such a next level athlete. I, I obviously this is impossible to really um you know determine, but you know, as great as Garrett Nussmeyer has been for us, and honestly, he made 
that drive of his, that was the best 0 for 2 stand line I've ever seen. Um, he, he avoided disaster for us, thankfully. Um, one of the biggest drop offs is just going to be Jane's athleticism. It's just so stupid. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, you know, you know Milro at Alabama is a spectacular athlete, too. And there's other really athletic quarterbacks in the SEC this year, KJ being one of them. Dart is definitely a great athlete. But Jaden is just so next level, man. He is just so, so, so next level. Um, and look, you know, RG3 made the Lamar comparisons. I've made it plenty of times. We, we just did a few minutes ago. He is that level as far as running, and he, he might. I don't know. He he's 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 there. I don't. I, we might not ever see another Lamar Jackson, but I mean, I think he's in that conversation. I mean, like you you can have you can have the angle versus Jaden, and it just does not freaking matter. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, it's true. Mason had a good bounce back. There you go, Fitz. I, I knew you'd come in for your guy. Ricky Collins is Jaden 2.0. Hope you're right, man. Uh, after seeing what a dual threat quarterback brings to the game, uh, you have concerns about Ness next year? I don't be concerned about that. I wouldn't at this point. Uh, your offense always adapts and needs to adapt. And one thing you got to keep in mind, TOV, is our offensive line is really good for the future. I mean, you got two bookend tackles, and you, you might have Lance Hurd playing one of the tackles and Emory at guard, so our O-line might get better next year. Miles Frazier's probably going to the NFL after this year. So, you know, uh, I wouldn't worry about it. I just wouldn't. It's honestly just way too early uh, at, at, at this point. Uh, so, yeah. Let's see here. Let's go to Cortland. The fact that Neighbors and Thomas are both in the top seven and the only teammates in the top two, meaning the other 25 wide receivers, are heavy number ones. Okay. Let's go to Quan. Yeah, I, I don't know if we'll ever see another Arkansas-type game because that game was just, I mean, four sacks, the fumbles. I mean, it's hard to get... It's hard to get two sacks in a game. Four is uh, a crap ton. Um, but I'm going to put it out in the atmosphere that he has six versus Alabama. How about that? So that's true, Joseph. Well said, man. Well said. Now, next thing I want to get into is... You know, I, I did. I've done a lot of Kyron Lacey content. I even tagged One Direction. See if they'll retweet it. Ha <laughs> uh, ha I do want to chat about LSU special teams. Okay, they have been really good. Okay, I love seeing Jay Bramblett follow up 
the not so great punt in crunch time versus Ole Miss, which wouldn't have mattered. We weren't stopping them. And then following up with an all time, and yeah, I said it, an all time crunch time punt versus Missouri. We had nobody down there to down the punt. And he put it out of bounds at the four when we really needed it. And if the punt did not back them up, we're probably not getting the pick six either. So shout out to Jay Bremmett, very underrated play. Slade Roy's obviously having a big season. Ramos is having a big season. I don't care what anyone says. That field goal was good. Come fight me. Let's go to Josh. We have struggled against counter-running teams. Hopefully we have gap discipline this week. We need stops or we'll be facing the clock. You are right. So let's start with uh, the first thing here with um, Auburn. Okay. So they, they, they have Jarquez Hunter, who's just a really good running back. Their backups are also pretty good. 21's a good player for them. His name slips my mind. Um, but Jarquez is their guy. Okay. Had kind of a weird offseason. <laughs> I won't get into that story, but he's there. Peyton Thorne can run. Okay. He's a really good zone read quarterback. He can run. All right. We know Robbie Ashford can run. All right. Um, you know, in terms of athleticism, he's he's in that Jaden conversation. I don't think he's as good of a runner as Jaden, uh, but but Robbie's a good athlete, right? One of the hardest hits I've ever seen in an LSU game was Robbie Ashford tackling Greg Brooks after the interception, where Greg had that big chunk of grass in his eye. Um, all time all time moment for me. What a play! Um, the Greg Brooks part of that, by the way. But yeah, you know, and there it is right there. We have got to see our LSU run defense get better. We just do. Okay. And I I I I gotta be real. I think Auburn's going to run over us. I'm just being serious. I mean, we, we have not stopped a nosebleed at this point. Joseph says we have got the gap discipline of Nick Cannon. Uh, I, I mean, I see what you, I see what you're doing here with, with, with the joke. It's, 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 it's a stretch. It's a, it's, it's, it's a stretch, man. It's a stretch. I see I see I see where I see where you I see where you went. Gap discipline in that sense is very important. I see. But in both instances, it's always important to have protection. So, we need to protect those gaps. You have to bet that was pretty good on on, on right here. We 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 practice safe everything here on PHL. Okay. 
You're right, Pegasus. Uh, they, uh, they, Bowers went off on them in the fourth quarter, but you're right. And I know you're mentioning the Auburn game, not the Kentucky game. Now we need to defer. I appreciate the super chat though, Josh. I appreciate it. See, thank you, Samuel. I could, I could always trust Samuel. I could always trust you. Always trust the Samuel tailgate. And yeah, I know. I mean, I'm a drumline fanatic, man. Can't. Next thing you know, I'll have the fly to the bowl be playing. So, it is my wife's birthday weekend, and we had a few things pop up. We will not be at the Auburn game this weekend. I hate it. I really wanted to go because, well, it is the Auburn weekend. But how many more times are we going to see Auburn in Tiger Stadium? So many great memories. At the Russell Shepard game in 09, then in 2011, the Jarvis Landry game, Ron Brooks pick six, Tyron Matthew wasn't playing that game. Then, God. So many crazy ones. The 17 comeback. Um, just so many fun Auburn memories. 2021, we'll talk about that one. But it is crazy to think about that the last time they were in Tiger Stadium was the first time that they beat us in Tiger Stadium since 99. Okay? And then, of course, the best was the Demetrius Bird catch. Definitely a top three Tiger Stadium memory for me. And God, that was such a great catch. It really was. Okay. Yeah, it was such a great play. Baby shark. DJ shark. I don't think they're going to win it this year, Brian. I don't. I don't. You want to know why? Because this is going to be the greatest college football season ever. Ever. It already has been the best first half of a season ever. Ever. We have already had so many epic games. And you can't really beat what we've experienced up to this point. Okay. Um. I mean, hell, the, the, the Miami-Georgia Tech game will be replayed for history. We've had all these crazy USC games. We've had the Colorado storyline. We've got all these great quarterbacks. Alabama's not elite. Georgia's not elite. They're beatable. Texas is, quote-unquote, back. Oklahoma's, quote-unquote, back. USC's got Caleb Williams. This season is going to be fan freaking tastic. 
And honestly, if Michigan wins it all, that's huge. It's absolutely huge, man. Because they, you know, the traditionalists have been waiting for so oh, oh, long for Michigan to be back. But the three elite programs, the guys that have run college football on an elite basis have been Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama. All have interesting QB situations. All have teams that we would consider to be down. But they've also only combined for one loss at this point. <laughs> huh? 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 Uh, but, yeah. Now. Okay. I, I will I will disagree with this TOV. One of the hardest I have ever cheered was the Deshaun Watson to Hunter Renfro Tutty. I was cheering against Alabama so freaking I had so much Alabama fatigue. And Clemson had not won one yet. So I was I was hoping for a new kid on the block. I, I always kind of cheer for the underdog. So there you go. Now, next thing. I want to bring up coaching. All right. I do want to see us. Okay, so the Arkansas game I thought was a really well-coached game for Brian Kelly. I really do think so. Okay. The Ole Miss game was a little bit more difficult than we would like to give it credit, okay? Once again, the defense was just so unbelievably bad. I mean, they had been bad up to that point, but they were so unbelievably bad. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, the truth is... I think the end of the Missouri game, though, was 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 bad. <laughs> I really do think so. I still don't get the logic on 13 personnel there. I don't. I don't. And I'm telling you right now, the fact that Jaden did not fall down after that fumble is one of the more impressive things that happened. If he doesn't recover the fumble... There's nobody else there, okay? And that is a downside of the zone read stuff because if the QB fumbles it after the pull, there's no one else back there. So there you go. They call me an SEC trader. So TFE, you wanted me to root for Alabama to win yet another national championship. That's that's what you wanted me to do? Tell them, Van. Hell, I was cheering for Texas freaking A&M. Texas A&M, me? 
Me? Yes, me. What's up, everybody? Welcome, Matthew Stansberry, to the channel. Uh, John simply wants to chat some Jaden versus Auburn. How do I think they match up? Uh, let's 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 see what the first timer here has to say. Good to see you, Matthew. Do I think Logan Dix continues to dominate against Auburn? They're physical. I mean, every Auburn defense. It doesn't matter how much they lose from the year before. They're going to be good in the trenches. And the truth is, Matthew, so to start this live stream, I shared a bunch of stats about how uh, difficult it is to stop Auburn or, or how Auburn has made it so easy to stop us every year. Okay. They have forced us to underperform offensively every year. Okay. The reason why they've been able to do it every year is they have whipped our rear ends in the trenches, okay? It's just true. Maybe the worst year was actually 2019. We just could not move them. I mean, they there were offensive linemen in Joe Burrow's lap so often early in that game. Um, and last year, we were on the road, and remember, it's still relatively early in the season. We had two true freshman tackles, and we went up against Hall. Their end, he's not there anymore, but he's he was a beast. We we struggled to 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 get anything going in the trenches, anything. Um, so Logan's going to be a big piece in this game, a huge piece in this game. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're, 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 they're very stout down there. They're very stout. Okay. Let me pull this up for you, Matthew. And this is for anybody. Okay. All right. So I want to show you this, Matthew, and this is for anyone. If you join the PHL Patreon, okay, let me uh, block this bot. Uh, if you join the PHL Patreon, okay, you get my game previews, okay? So this is... Part of a game preview that we've uh, released for this week, and right here um, is where we we talked about uh, the defense, and there he is, right there. Jalen Simpson is uh, their their best defensive player. Okay, so guess what? You get 
all of this as a part of your Patreon subscription. You also get a Joe Burrow card in the mail from yours truly, and you get access to our PHL Discord. Okay, so you see right here, Jalen Simpson, Eugene Asante, um, number nine is our leading tackler. Marcus Harris, number 50, is a good defensive lineman, and Donovan Kaufman. Okay, just a very solid group uh, up, up front. Okay, so you see right here, though, look for Logan Diggs to have a good day. All right? I do believe it. I think Logan's going to have a good game. Okay. I agree. Let's see here. And Bryant's going after James Franklin catching a stray. Mick's going to the game. Let's go, Mick. I will have my gold Power Hour LSU t-shirt on. There you go, Mick. I love it. I hope you have a wonderful time. Uh, we were going, but, man, something popped up, and we can't go for Saturday. Uh, life happens, though. Okay? We will be celebrating Haley's birthday, though, this weekend. And, uh, yeah, celebrating Friday, but Saturday morning, ugh, don't get me started because there's no place I'd rather be than Tiger Stadium for a night kickoff. So Mick takes, Mick take a bunch of photos, um, take a few from the stadium and send it to me. I'll put them, I'll put you on. I'll put you I'll put you on right here. We got a bunch of PHLs going. Samuel's gonna be there. Uh Ron, John, the whole crew. Yeah, that was Cam though. And Cam had two hundred on us. And Ontario McCaleb. Who remembers Ontario McCaleb? Chase, a patron, will be there. I hate it. I'd love to meet Chase. But, uh, yeah, we're talking about the uh, the LSU special teams before Josh's. Uh, the first Super Chat of the night. Thank you again, Josh. Once again, if we get to a hundo tonight. We're giving out this Terrace Marshall card. And if we get to 150 tonight, we're giving out a gold number to 10 rookie card. Of one of the many stars of DBU. Um, Ramos has been really good this year. Something else that I mentioned before the season was I felt LSU special team units were going to get better because there were a lot of true freshmen coming in who are um, who could be good specialists for us. And we've had a lot of them. Jeremiah Hughes, 
is burning a red shirt this year playing special teams for us. Okay. Um, JV and Tobiano is burning a red shirt to play special teams for us. Ashton Stamps, even though he's played some defense, is burning a red shirt to play mostly special teams for us. Christian Brathwaite is burning a red shirt to play special teams for us. Lance Hurd is burning a red shirt to play special teams for us. So shout out to those guys. Because those guys help fill holes that we need to be filled. Okay. I was trying to think of another Nick Cannon joke uh, that someone tried to drop earlier. Huh? Huh? Uh. How's a pool party? Jordan, what, what, what pool party did I go to? My body, I do not have a pool body. I'm the fattest I've ever been. And I had enchiladas tonight, so I definitely got to get my ass running. So, John, good to see you. He was holiday fast. Let's go to SM- SMC. Well, SMC, we'll, 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 we'll see this weekend. Oregon versus Washington. That game last year was legendary. Michael Penix, Bo Nix, part two. Are you freaking kidding me? Oh, yeah, I did. I did DJ a phone party uh, this past Friday night at a festival. Now, I know that sounds cool. Everyone's going to think, dang, Carter's like Zed or anything. I'm I'm not that. I am learning, though, how to spin and mix and all of that. But but I I do uh, a lot of events. I've done a lot of weddings. Um, The key is just playing the songs people want. That's it, man. That's how it's, that's. That's 90% of it. I, I actually went on, uh, Jordan, I went on a, it's pretty because I want to learn how to mix and, and and do all the tricks and that kind of stuff. But I started looking at too many like DJ Instagram accounts and they were stretching things a little bit. Huh? 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 They were, they were stretching some songs that just sounded like arse. And if I was at a wedding, I'd be like, no, just, just press play. Just, 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 just play the music. But yeah, I did. I did DJ phone party. It was great. It was great. Now, I'm just gonna bring this up again. I don't know why this is the case, but if you're sitting here and there's, you know, hundreds of you watching, there's 107, 119 now of you watching. I like seeing your faces. So you see right here. I see a CDJ. I, I, it just, it just, it. it 
I get caught up because I don't want to put up too many of one person's comments. I like to mix it up and, and go to uh, different people. Uh, let's go to Justin. He just uh, joined in, and then we'll take a look at Duke Noti. I thought DJ Chester played really well. What did I think? Yeah, so like I always say with the, the true freshman thing, um, especially if the coaching staff is not picking you to start, I'm always going to be far more lenient on a true freshman, especially one who is having to play on the road, especially one playing a new position. So he was a tackle last year, and now he's a center. Okay. Um it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. He 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 did what he needed to do, which was get the snap to Jaden and, and get out of the way. Okay. So for instance, the hurdle play was uh because of because of DJ Chester, right? You know, he snapped the football, uh, got beat, and then Jaden just ran through a linebacker and hurdled his own guy. It was truly cartoonish. Like that that was such an underrated Jaden play. And um the touchdown throw to Malik when he was under duress, there was a miscommunication through that A gap and we had um uh Logan Diggs saved the day, took a big shot from a defensive tackle. And those things happen if you're at the third string center. And you're having to go in and save the day in a road game, shootout, playing a new position that you've never, you didn't even play. So I honestly didn't really care how he picked up blocks. The only thing at that point was not committing penalties and giving us an accurate snap. And for the most part, the snaps are really good. Okay. So. There you go. But yeah, I, I have gone a little soft on bullying you guys to, to show your faces. See, it's, it's why see Pegasus just has this dog. It's not not even not even a great dog either. Pegasus, your dog is mid. Huh? 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 Kidding. I love your dog. Um but yeah, you see it just goes back to back. And it's orange. Orange, orange and purple. What is this? This is not the Phoenix Suns. It's LSU Tigers. Mm. Thank you. See, you see, Rob, I got Rob out of a shell. And Rob, look at Rob showing off that face, man. Look at that. Rob, Rob's like, ladies, come and get it. I, 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 I'm rocking a black polo. Oh, Pegasus is is banning me because I called his dog mid. You all, all, all your Real Madrid comments, and I, and I, I make one joke, and now you're le- you're, you're leaving me. And I, and I tried to give you a dope card. I don't even remember which one it was. I love Pegasus dogs. Honestly, I'd rather see your dogs. But you're all right, Carvis. 
I have a great future for our offensive line. We have a great future for our offensive line. Van says, I'm I'm not gonna post my picture. Nobody needs yet another view of the south side of a north uh bound mule. Rob said, No, ladies, he can't come after me in the in the, in the black polo. I'm married. Great. <laughs> I, I immediately rectified the situation. There's no such thing as an ugly dog. There's no such thing as a mid dog. All dogs are, are go to heaven. We all know this. <laughs> I, I have said so many controversial things on here, but this is the drawing line. This, I love it. Now, um, next thing. You know, for me, when I look at Hugh Freeze, there is one thing that really, uh, uh, there, there is one thing that really stands out to me. Okay, but first. PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. All freaking righty. Hugh Freeze is a great play caller. He just is. The issue, though, is he's not calling the plays this year. At least we don't think he is. It is Philip Montgomery. Okay. And Freeze's reasoning was before the season, he thinks too many teams kind of know his language and they know what he likes uh, to do as a play caller. So he's letting Philip, you know, call the shots. Um, I think I think it's going to be tough, uh, obviously, to stop a Freeze offense. But they have done nothing in the passing game this year. Nothing. Okay. Their best receiver is Jay Fair. Uh, number five is, is 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 an okay weapon. Um, the only other guy for them on the outside that's interesting is 16. He had a huge drop versus Georgia. And it was one of those things where he jumped up in the air when he didn't need to. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I truly do believe... And I really do mean this. Uh, that this LSU defense is going to play better. 
I just think so. It, it just has to be by default. There is no reason for a team that is not thrown for over a hundred yards all season to just all of a sudden throw for 300 on us. Now, what's interesting though is in their non power five games that they have played, they have thrown for over 200 in both of them. So it's not like they've just been dormant in uh, the passing game, but they, 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 they can't throw it. It's just, they've not been able to versus better teams. Okay. What I will say though, is the three power five games that they have played. Okay. The first was at California. So a difficult road game in week two. And their other two power five games have been on the road at Texas A&M and at home versus Georgia. So it could just be that the teams that they have played have been good. Okay, so maybe just maybe Auburn's offense through the air sucks, or could it just be that they've played really good defenses? I think most of you would say, well, we've stopped nobody this year except Mississippi State. So, yeah, it, it should be it, it, it should be very interesting. All right, let's see here. Orange Twang. Man, now Orange Twang is flowing. Mm. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. That's what I need to mention. Tomorrow night will be live at 6 p.m. Central. Type Y if you're going to be at the Thursday night 6 p.m. live stream. Yeah, LD, I, I would I would honestly have LSU probably as like a touchdown favorite being at home. Okay. It's about it's about where uh I I would see it. Now, for me personally, like I I don't think like I I don't think Auburn will win this game. I don't. But it's not out of the question that they do, if that makes sense, right? Like, for me, going into the Arkansas game, I did not think Arkansas was going to beat us, but I, I felt pretty confident that the game was going to be close, right? This one is a little bit different because I do think Auburn 
gives you a little bit something more defensively. I do. So, you know, for, for me, I, I do think 11 points is too much. I would, I would have it about, I would have it about seven. I would. Okay. Let's go to Justin here. I I'm all, if you guys have secondary suggestions, bring them here. What do I think? All right. I'll write this down. George Strait style. That's a deep cut, George Strait. If you're a George Strait fan, let me know if you got that reference. So Andre Sam at corner, Denver at safety. Okay. I wrote all of that down, Justin, to say that that is a terrible idea. Um, Andre Sam has been unbelievable for us. And I know these last two games have not been good, but he he's 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 our best DB still in my mind. I know it's not saying a lot. He would be the the fourth or fifth best DB on most secondaries. Um but I'm kidding, Just. I actually wrote this down because I'm open to uh I'm I'm open to any any recommendations okay uh but at this point justin to use a phrase that pegasus will like i'm not sure if denver harris has that dog in him to play safety okay and andre sam is definitely not a cover guy that's not his game so for those that didn't watch a whole lot of Andre Sam at um, at Marshall, he played a lot in the box. Like he was more of like a nickel uh, kind of guy. So, like, he, he's—I'm not saying safety. He's playing out of position, but he—he was—he—he he got moved around a lot at Marshall. And I also think part of the plan this year was to play him at nickel with Brooks and Sam uh, Brooks and Burns being the, the the safeties. But a few things happen. Harold Perkins got moved out of off-ball linebackers. So if you want Harold Perkins to play, you either got to play him at the jack or the nickel. And I know it's technically the Sam, but I'm going to say the nickel because that's easier for everyone to, to, to recognize. Okay. Um, also, Justin, Denver Harris is not who we want back there. There are so many things you have got to process at defensive back. And Denver Harris is struggling with just corner right now. Okay? Like, I will say it's a lot easier for a corner to move to safety than vice versa. But if you look historically at the corners who move to safeties – Th- those guys were just unbelievably smart football players. Like Charles Woodson is one of the smartest football players ever. Uh, Dante Jackson moved from corner to safety. Uh, some for us. And now he's, of course, played corner now. And then uh, Tyron Matthew, of course, he's played corner. Nickel, he he can obviously play one of the few that could say he could play all of them. At this point in his career, though, he's a safety. 
Denver Harris, the the football IQ aspect of the game, is also lacking from him right now, right? Like the Ole Miss situation um, was such a huge missed tackle. Then he hit a guy when he had already stepped two yards out of bounds. It's uh, And because he didn't hit him hard, it wasn't a penalty. He, he's still very young. I'm still a believer in his talent at corner. I still am. But at at this point, I I'm not sure I'm not sure if he can he can play. Okay. It is a message that was sent from Brian Kelly that you um we kept you on the bench in a game where we were getting torched. Now think about that. Yeah, that's a message, okay? We left a five-star corner on the bench who had started for us in a game we were getting slaughtered by Missouri's basket attack. It speaks volumes. Something else I thought that was very interesting. Um, and I, 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 I'm going to say this tonight. I have been very critical of Sage Ryan. I'm going to back off just a little bit because he is still going to play a lot for us, whether you like it or not. He is going to play a lot for us. And I do think he will remain our starting outside corner for next week. Okay. Um, once again, this is just an educated guess. Um, one thing I thought that was interesting is like they, they put him in front of the media uh, earlier tonight. So we need Sage to play better. And I'm going to try my best to uplift him. Uh, but at this point, he has put together two really bad games in a row, okay? And that's it's just been the case. And part of what has bothered me is just some of the decisions he's making while he's out there. Um, I mean, we, we, we've got to play smarter on the back end. We just do. Yeah, I would love for Eli Apples right now, Danny. Girl. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. But it is, I, I see what you're saying, though, like an NFL equivalent. Um, yeah, Brian, th- this is this is part of the issue, though. What do you do if you don't have anybody that's playable? Okay. Well, you just got to play the most experienced guy. And Sage Ryan is the most experienced guy. I, 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 I'll, I'll bring it up again. Put a receiver at corner. Put a receiver at corner. Only three are playing right now. One is hurt, Chris Hilton. Aaron Anderson is also hurt. We have a five-man receiver rotation. Obviously, Sheldon Sampson's not a corner, but everybody else, uh, let's just see what happens. Let's just see it. Yes, Pegasus, but he was mostly a receiver. 
But and and look, I'm still a believer in in Denver Harris's talent. Anyone that wears the purple and gold for LSU, I'm always going to cheer for him. But I get things wrong. I do. I liked Denver Harris a lot coming out of high school. I did. Okay. I liked him coming into LSU. And I was like, well, this guy's still ridiculously talented. And it was pretty symbolic at the time when he committed to LSU. That was after the Elias Ricks. I see the Elias Ricks. Um, that was after uh, the kid that we were after, uh, Desmond Ricks, when he went to Alabama. That was pretty huge for us to say, oh, look, we got a five-star, and he's got a year of experience, and he got some love from the SEC. Let's go to Danny Girl. Thank you so much. Biggest Super Chat of the night. My big guest frustration is BK's pressure comments of just wish we had done it sooner. Sick of that. No excuse to go two seasons of not knowing where to play personnel until game five, six. This is the SEC. No excuse for that. Yeah, so which uh, decision in particular, Danny Girl, uh, that – do you think we should have made a decision sooner? Um, I, I think in this comment, you might be referencing Pete Jenkins uh, saying you, you you wish we would have brought him in sooner because we didn't have a defensive line coach or, or whatever. Um, but overall dating, I, I do like this. Like, and, and look, I, I know I'll get, I, I'll get some blowback for this. But I I have been a little bit shocked at uh, uh, a, a few things from Brian Kelly. Now, the one thing you do need to give him a lot of credit for is he did send out warning signals that the secondary was an issue. Okay. So going into the season, pretty much every live stream was me saying this. Okay, now this wasn't my personal opinion. This is actual information I was receiving at practice about the secondary being disgruntled, being frustrated. Um, and you you can link a lot of different quotes and press conferences together, and you could see that Brian Kelly – told all of us that the secondary is going to stink. Now, to your point, Danny, when when we learned that Jimmy Lindsay had a health situation, we probably needed to, to do something to, to help out the defensive line. We probably should have brought in someone else to help out Jancic. Uh, I, th- I think that would have helped. And I, I actually do feel pretty comfortable in saying that. But man, we, we we do need to do a better job of in the first games of seasons putting our best players on the field. We are not up to this point, Danny, for two seasons in a row. And I know we still have some Florida Staters that watch this this channel. Uh the truth here is the one excuse they got tired of hearing was, hey, 
I don't want to hear anymore you didn't play the best players. Well, for the second year in a row versus Florida State, it wasn't as bad as it was the year before. But we 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 did not have what we needed to have out there. And it wasn't for a lack of talent. Thank you so much, Jordan, for the super chat. And of course, John Sibley, uh, one of the biggest uh contributors. So let me follow up here with with, with Danny. Yeah, so it was Pete Jenkins. Yeah, that, that should have that that was a bad decision by 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 BK. It just was. Now, part of that is because BK loves him some John Jancic. You know, Jancic came over from Georgia, where he had just won a national championship as an analyst. He came over and became an analyst uh, and 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 coach for us. And he he then gets an on field coaching job as the Jack, and then he gets the special teams coordinator job. So I think he he just put a lot on John's plate. Um, and at that point, I for me, Danny, what I would have done is bring in somebody else. And I'll make this point again. We've had four different defensive line coaches over the past four seasons. We lost to me the 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 best one we've had in a while in Jamar Kane. And then we also lost his assistant who went to Colorado and then got a job in the NFL. So both of our defensive line coaches are in the NFL now. Okay. So those guys are pretty good. Uh, apparently. I mean, I don't think they, I mean, I understand it's a networking thing, but I don't think that they would have just got hired just because they know somebody. Um. So there you go. We'll go to John Sibley, then we'll go to Jordan's. Of all the unbeaten teams, which is the best one that can compete in the SEC? When LSU wins out, which team will give us the most trouble? Is LSU's ranking just about right? Yeah, so Georgia is the best team in the SEC. They just are, okay? Um, They've got the best player in the SEC. They've got the best coach in the SEC. Uh, I think they've got the best coordinators in the SEC. Um, uh, They've got the best lines in the SEC. I saw Cedric Van Pran got banged up versus Kentucky. I've not looked at their injury report to see how serious that is. It's it's, it's a big one for them. Um, They're they're still the standard. They're still the best. Now, how have they done this three years in a row? Kirby's just really freaking good. You know, we can have a debate about the speeding thing all we want. But he's he's the best coach. He's just the best. Um, and you got to keep this in mind, Sibley. We had to play an SEC championship game in Atlanta. Okay, so that's tough. All right. Uh, but I think our team offensively is definitely better prepared to play against him. And more importantly, Sibley, we are better prepared on special teams because we saw how big of a deal that was in this past game. So Georgia is the answer. To both of them. Now, is LSU's ranking just about right, them being in the back end of the 20s? Um, I would say so. You know, college football is, is more important. Uh, the offense side of the football is more important. But, you know, simply the, the one weird thing about college football this year is there are three teams in college football that have truly amazing offenses. And truly god-awful defenses. And those three teams are USC, 
LSU and Colorado. Okay. Those three teams all have top 10 offenses. Those three teams always have, uh, all three of them have nationally worse ranked defenses and more so LSU and USC. They have unbelievable quarterback play, unbelievable offensive coaching. Coaches that have been to multiple college football playoffs. So elite coaching. And troubling defensive tackling and coordinating. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's I, – I think LSU being in the back 20s is, is fair. I do. But the truth is, except Forbes get to see you – you don't need you, you don't need elite defenses. Okay. And I do agree. I do think Texas is better than Oklahoma. Um so there you go. Let's go to Jordan's super chat here. He wants to chat some Jaden F and Daniels. Man. So I've shared a lot about, you know, Jaden and, and what I've learned about him. So when he came over here, um, I, I, I hear some things like, you know, I shared um, – uh, so when, when Jaden's grandfather died, um, it really hurt him when he was at USC, right? Um, and I remember him going through what he went through at USC. And what I want to talk about here with, with Jaden – is how much uh, situation matters, okay? So, like, for instance, on my NFL show that I do every Tuesday, I got in a huge debate with some 49ers fans about Brock Purdy. And the only thing I said was Brock Purdy at Iowa State wasn't all that. He was good, but he wasn't great. There was never an instance where you pointed to him and said, this guy is elite, but he goes to the right situation. Okay. I don't care who you are. A quarterback has to be in a good situation. They just do. All right. It will hold you back. So Jaden freshman year stuck a dagger in Oregon's heart. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk. Eventually, you know, throughout his career, he got a young Ricky Pearsall, who's Florida's best receiver. He had Rashad White. So he had good offensive pieces, right? Guys that, you know, Brandon Ayuk is top 10 wide receiver in the NFL this year. And then uh, Rashad White is a starting running back for the, for the Buccaneers. Ricky Pearsall is obviously one of the SEC's best receivers. So he's in a good situation. But his OC changed and his head coach was terrible on and off the field, okay? The situation was poor. Then, uh, you know, as he moved over to LSU and during this year process, he lost someone very close to him, okay? And started throwing a lot of interceptions his final year at uh, USC. Some of them were his fault. A lot of them did happen to be over the middle of the field. And you see, you know, last year he 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 struggled throwing over the middle of the field. 
And we all were always wondering, well, why didn't he ever throw it to the middle of the field? Well, he didn't want to make mistakes. He was by far last year the most turnover-averse quarterback in all of college football. He had by far the best turnover-worthy play percentage. But what happened was he he did a good job just avoiding throwing altogether. This year, he finally has continuity. He's got both of his tackles. He's got his two best receivers from last year back. He's got the same play caller. He's got pretty much the same running back room and an upgrade transfer and running back who who knows the system, obviously. So your situation matters so much. And also him getting older helps. All the starts help. So I'm glad you brought that up. You've got to have a good situation, man. You just do. I understand Patrick Mahomes is is the going to be mentioned with Brady and Manning when his career over, is over. His talent is absolutely ridiculous, but he he he's with Andy Reid, and his first couple of years he had Tyree Kill, and he had freaking Travis Kelsey. You know, it's your situation matters so much at quarterback. It just does. Um, and the more I've 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 studied Jaden and looked, I went back and looked at some of the interceptions uh, from Arizona State. It looked like picks from a guy who was in hell, having to deal with poor situations, and he was in third and nineteen, third and twenty, a whole lot. Now, why are you in third and nineteen, third and twenty, third and twelve, third and thirteen a lot? Well, it's because you're committing penalties. Okay. God, you, 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 you've got to have a good situation. Okay. You just do. Look at Bryce Young right now. College Bryce Young, best situation you could go to. Went to Alabama, best coach, great OCs. Then his situation got worse. But he got to learn from Mac Jones and all those people. And then you saw him carry a team. Then he he goes to the 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 Panthers. Weird ownership. The Panthers wanted CJ Stroud. And now he's in a spot where am I really somewhere I wanted? And now I'm in a completely new time zone in a, a weird division. You gotta have situation, man. Perks comp is Jamal Adams. Ooh. They they do have similar builds. Um, and I had a Jamal Adams jersey up here for the last couple weeks. Decided to keep Deuce up. They do hit the same. I'll say that. And both of them... Their best attribute is not coverage, but they can cover. Um, but yeah, you know, Perk is playing better. I'll, I'll give you that. The great value friend Tarkadin. Look at Dwayne D changing the image. I like that. I bu- I'm bullying some of you guys tonight. Oh, did I say USA? Did I, did I say USC? 
I'm in Arizona State. I think you guys knew that. Uh, what's up, Rich Head? I don't know. Uh, are you taking Jaden? Uh, let me ask you this, Richard Head. Are you taking Jaden Daniels or Caleb Williams? Wait, what happened? Cole? What what did I do to hurt? Dev? Hey, Josh, I, I could see it. It's kind of sort of what he's doing now, though. You know, he's like a he's he's kind of playing like a hybrid nickel linebacker kind of thing. Justin, good to see you. Let's see. What's up, Lauren? Lauren, I appreciate all your comments uh, lately on all my videos. I appreciate it. And we are 25 away from giving out this Terrace Marshall card tonight. 25 in Super Chats away. I already have a person who I know I'm going to give this to as well. The angle beater. I like that. An angle beater and an ankle breaker. I love it. That's what I think about Jaden, though. Like, he doesn't really even need... Uh, I guess I said USC. He doesn't ever really need to juke somebody. Um, he just runs past you. Or runs around you. What's up, Pigeon Forge? Hope you're feeling better, big dog. What's good? We're giving out a, if we get the 150, we're giving out a Derek Stingley super rare card. What, Lincoln Riley? Yeah. I mean, Kyler's good when he's healthy. He's been in, a, he's had a rough situation. I think Jalen Hurts is uh, kind of good. Huh? 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 Uh, Baker's good. I mean, I so let, let, let me let me bring this up. I don't know if CJ Stroud's going to turn out to be great or not. I wasn't the biggest CJ Stroud fan coming out. I wasn't like I think I had him. I think I had Richardson two, Bryce Young one, and him three. 
Um, but the reason why I wasn't in on CJ Stroud wasn't because of him being at Ohio State. Like, I don't think you should ever judge like NFL success based on, well, school X or coach X never really has like a great player at this position. Like if that were the case, then how many Nick Saban defensive backs have turned out to be like NFL, like superstars. So many of them just didn't turn out to be what we thought they were going to be. Right. Like obviously Minka Fitzpatrick is elite, but, and Patrick Sertan's elite. But th- there there were a lot that just did not work out. Minzy didn't work out. Drake or Patrick was okay. Um, there was just a lot of them that just didn't do anything. And those secondaries are some of the best secondaries we've seen. Oh, man, I'd be sick, Josh. But I, I doubt he would want to recruit if you're like – because he was a good NFL DC uh, before they, they decided to – yeah, D. Milner was another one that just didn't work out. 2023 JD5 or 2022 Hinton Hooker? That's a good question, Dev. I, th- I think JD's better. I do. I do. Yeah, Lauren, the turn your head thing, I I get the logic to not turn your head because you can time when their hands go up and you could just stick your hand in there to make the play. I also think one more thing we should do more of is commit more penalties. You know, I was watching the Monday Night Football game. And Marcus Peters won the game versus the Packers yesterday because the only way he could have caught the receiver who burned him was on a horse collar. So he horse collared a guy to the ground. And uh, Christian Watson, and it forced Green Bay to execute in the red zone. And, well... They, they end up winning the game because of it. So my thing is, if you know you're beat, tackle the guy. Tackle him. Pull his jersey. Um, I mean, I know he trains uh, some players. I think he could be a good coach, but here would be my question, Justin. Would he want to give up everything that he's doing right now to recruit 10 hours a day and just coach LSU's DBs? He's one of the most powerful people in sports media right now. I would dream of that opportunity. Um I think he'd be honored. I think he'd be open to it. I'm, 
part of being a good college football coach is how much desire, how much do you really need it? But I'm telling you, he is Monday Night Football, and he hosts, what, a, a top five football show on the planet outside of the, the ESPN umbrella. Does he want to give all that up? Uh, I would I would guess he probably would make about the same amount of money. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I also think Brian Kelly would want to get someone a little bit more experienced because, you know, when you hired Robert Steeples, uh, Steeples was a young guy. Uh, it's true. You know, a lot of broadcasters that do become coordinators, coaches, or whatever, they they do they are able to go back. Quan, I, I think it is a mixture of both. We're obviously not rushing the passer all that great. Um but I would say it's I would I would say it's 70 to 75% on the back end. Okay. Let me say this. My do my two daughters and son-in-law are flying in from Cali to go to the Auburn game. Bring along a friend for his first Tiger Stadium experience. Uh, 
Have fun. Yeah, I also think Tyron Matthew would probably be a little bit higher on the priority list there too. If you want to get like a former player, I know T, I know Tyron wants to coach, and uh, Tyron has, has made it clear that he wants to coach LSU one day. Now, here's what we're going to do. We'll be live tomorrow night at 6, so you'll see me in less than 24. In the next five minutes, I'll answer as many questions as I possibly can. But if you do Super Chat, hit me up. Let's get to it. And uh, we are only 25 away from giving out a Terrace Marshall. Um, 75 away from giving out the rare Derek Stingley. If not, we'll just bring it tomorrow. Um, and if not, I'll just go to bed and get some sleep. I do, I do need to get out there and get a run. I am by it. Mm-mm-mm. I got some bad news, man. There's some major changes in my home fantasy football league going down right now. It, it... Not good. Flicking beans. First time commenter, flicking beans.
Madhouse is a good DC. The problem is Steeples never coach cornerbacks ever. And our D-line has been without a coach from fall to last week. None of our problems are on Capital Matt, Capital House. Is is does this feel a little burnerish? Is is this Matt House himself? Okay. I'm starting to think this I'm starting to think we got a burner here, y'all. So I, I Googled cool LSU logo. And this, this image is one of the first ones that popped up. Okay. Now, first time commenters when things are going 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 sour. I'm kidding. There's that you're not a burner flicking beans. But if you are, just let me know. If you want to join us, Matt, to plead your case, feel free to do so. I don't know. Was Zion played tonight? Shoot. Zion played tonight. Let's go. And by the way, thank you, boys, for the super chat. We are $120 super chat away from giving out this Terrace Marshall card. Is there anyone from North Louisiana who wants a piece of history? The man who caught Joe Burrow's final touchdown pass at LSU.
So now Flicking Beans takes out the capital letters. He's like, oh, they're getting on me. No, I'm just kidding. Welcome, Flicking Beans. Welcome. Um, I do agree, though. Like, I, I will say this. Maybe just maybe we're we're just underrating like how good like BJ Ojolari was. Um like BJ I think his sophomore year was okay. And I think last year he was great. And let me put it this way. I think his sophomore year he was better than what he was given credit for. And I think his junior season he was better than what most thought he actually was, if that makes sense. So underrated, overrated, basically. A little overrated sophomore year, underrated his junior year. And we lost him. Has our Jack linebacker play been as good this year without him? No. That was a concern for me going into this year. Micah Baskerville. Has our linebacker play been as good this year without him? No. And then our secondary. We lost Joe Fouché. Okay. Now, there are people that that disagree with me. I think Joe Fouché was really good for us. Um, Joe Fouché. We, we, we don't have Greg Brooks. That's obviously the biggest loss. He's a captain. Uh, we don't have Jay Ward anymore. Jay Ward could play any of the positions. Okay, he's in that rare category of corners who and, and just players who could play any of them, play any of the five positions. Um, then we lost Makai Gardner, and we lost Jarek, and those guys weren't perfect, but they were good. Any one of those guys makes our secondary better. I would consider any one of those guys being the difference between us winning versus Ole Miss and losing. So there you go. Here's VT. It's one of my longtime friends right here. Attorney. I didn't. I didn't know you watched. It's good to see you, man. Uh, and he's also an actual runner. I don't. I don't run anymore. Love Joe. Love Greg when they were Arkies and still respected them in LSU jerseys, which is saying something. Yeah, and, and I think most Arkansas fans realize that they're both from South Louisiana, and the dream is to play for LSU. But honestly, you know, like Greg was a really, really good football player. Really good. We're missing his leadership more than anything at this point. Okay. Let's go to Peggy, one of our biggest supporters on Twitter. So who needs to be replaced at the end of the season, in my opinion? Okay. Um, That's kind of tough for me, Peggy, to say because – it all starts with the decision if you want to keep Madhouse or not. Okay. Um, I'm willing to give him the rest of the season for 
this reason, we only have one more road game left. Okay. I do think we play probably like the best quarterback wide receiver matchups left on our schedule. Like Alabama's not really a passing attack. They are getting better through the air and so on and so on. Okay. But yeah, I, I don't I don't I I don't I don't think that that's really um I think I think it just comes down to the macro decision if you want to keep Madhouse or not. I do think there needs to be one new secondary coach. Okay. Whether that be a change at corner or safety. Because, you know, obviously you would hope the guys can make basic tackles. But I do think there needs to be a new voice uh, in there. Okay. Okay. Now, don't forget, you can join the PHL Patreon. I'll be chatting in there here in just a second. But if you want to support the PHL Nation, feel free to get on down in the link down below. Power Hour LSU on Patreon. Okay. You can also get merch, powerhourlsu.com. And we'll talk to you tomorrow night. It is Power Hour LSU. Bam! And tonight we are doing, oh, enchiladas, baby. Let's go. Oh, I forgot to do this. Shout out to our top super chatters of the evening Josh, Danny Girl, Sibs. Josh again and Boris holding it down. I appreciate it. Let's freaking.